All right, hello, and thank you for joining in to Guy Hutchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tat tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are engaged to join in these live events, streams, real-world events, and share with all of their fellow artists to inspire them and become better tattooers and artists. We beam out almost every day, helping evolve the quality of tattoo networks and on demand. Oh. Okay, there we go, sorry. <laughs> um, Currently, we're here doing Bridging the Gap with Derb Morrison, and as always, thank you to the sponsors who regularly help out this network, including Interstate Inc., Raw Pigments, World Tattoo Events, DLIS Pro, Tattoo Now, and of course, Guy Atchison, and this is all part of, as well, Reinventing Live that we have coming up on February 5th and 6th over in Columbus, Ohio with Derb Morrison himself. I cannot wait, man. We're actually here preparing for that as we speak. I was out in the warehouse the last two days putting shipments away and, and yeah, getting ready for uh, one of our first events that we've had here uh, in regards to like tattoo education and stuff like that. So yeah, we're excited to have Reinventing Live here February 5th and 6th and uh, a lot of artists coming through, a lot of educators beaming in lives and paint nights tours of the studio so yeah we're pretty excited um we you know we got in in the red tree facility here pretty much right before the pandemic hit so we um luckily we got everything under one roof uh, but we weren't able to kind of like move forward like we wanted to with like live events kind of like what we're you know doing this year but last summer we were able to do a, an arts uh, and music festival here that was more like oddities and you know kind of vendors and stuff like that oh, so, nice uh, we've had some paint nights here we've had some pretty big paint nights here too like 30 to 35 people painting at a time uh, but this will be really nice to have reinventing live here to you know extend on the events that we're wanting to do with the facility but to actually have them in a capacity of tattooing and tattoo education you know yeah it'll be a great event hopefully um it'll turn out well yeah oh yeah definitely i think uh seats are already filling up pretty pretty quickly too so we got limited space out there uh i think bob tarrell is gonna be doing some tattooing inside uh some of the booths and stuff like that too so yeah we it's got be exciting man I can't got wait. bob tyrell nick baxter jesse smith renee little all sorts of other people joining in so definitely don't want to miss out on that yeah yeah just a collection of artists that are going to be here teaching it's going to be I'm going to want to learn the whole weekend Absolutely, because you know? that's some of them are like, that's we're, we're talking about the generation gap too. Like those are the artists that are, you know, the younger generation for me that, that I want to learn from I want to right. watch and listen and stuff like that too. So I'm excited. Yeah, it'll be great. All right. So jumping on into it, then tell us a bit about, you know, when you started out doing tattooing and what drove you into it, why you're doing this. Well, I first, you know, started getting interested, I guess, visually in, in tattooing through skateboarding and through punk rock when I was like younger, you know, and a lot of, um, a lot of skateboarders I looked up to had like, you know, tattoos on them and stuff like that. So me being, a, I was already an artist as a kid. So that kind of drove me, I guess I was already kind of rebellious, you know, as a kid skateboarding and punk rock and all that stuff that tattoos back then kind of had that you know that that feel to them to me that rebellion that rebellious art that nobody wanted you know wanted you to do and stuff like that so um you know I started getting tattooed really really young too I was 13 years old uh, I got my first tattoo and then by the time I was 16 I started getting professional tattoos lying about my age you know all that stuff but that kind of drove me you know into actually be wanting to become a tattooer myself is that um seeing the art from when I was young to having that kind of be part of the lifestyle that I was a part of too, you know, with 
punk rock and skateboarding. So it kind of went hand in hand. And then I had a bunch of friends too, that trusted me as an artist that wanted tattoos and they were all young and underage and all that. <laughs> so I had a lot of good friends that, that allowed me to like, you know, kind of practice on and, and get my start on. And then when I was uh, right out of high school, um, I was approached by Tim Miller, who I was getting tattooed by. And he invited me to come up to work out of the studio pretty much right out of high school. So that's what introduced me essentially into like tattooing and then getting into a, an actual studio. And it felt amazing, man. Cause like that first day when I tattooed at Tim's, I wasn't even supposed to be tattooing the first day. He's like, You're just going to hang out, you know, watch everything and this and that. And he got really busy and he, he told me, he's like, Hey man, you want to do one? And so I did my first tattoo and he's like, you want to do another one? <laughs> I think I did like five or six tattoos that first day. And that's when I realized like, I love this before I even realized there was like a living or a career in it. I didn't realize I could be a tattooer, make good money and a career and travel the world and meet amazing people. And so I think that after that first day of tattooing and being around the people that were coming in, I just loved the, the whole energy of it. I just never looked back, man, you know, and it's, it's continued to give me everything in life. And that's where I always continue to give back to it as well. So every day I wake up, I think about tattooing a lot of, my whole day revolves around tattooing, you know? So yeah, and that's kind of how I got into it, you know, and all the other good things come along. If, if you take the opportunity with them, like I started traveling and hitting a lot of conventions when I was really young, doing guest spots at other shops. And that gave me the, the tools to like learn and, and stuff like that too. And then, and then uh, moved out to California, lived out in California for a while, out in Palm Springs, Anaheim and Huntington beach. Um, and then I moved to Mississippi and I tattooed for Sailor Moses down there. And then I brought all those tools back to Columbus, Ohio, 1994. And I opened up my own uh, first studio back there called Stained Skin. And, um, you know, and that, that was 94. And up to that point, man, I was always one of the younger because it was like a lot of um, like older guys tattooing and stuff like that. Back right, then. So yeah. I was always one of the younger kids back then. I was always the youngest dude in the shops, you know, not so much nowadays, which is what <laughs> But yeah. back then I was the, the really young, hungry kid, you know, trying to find my style and stuff like that. And when I opened up my shop in 1994, I think I was like 21, 22. Oh, wow. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. it's 22 at that point, you know, and then I just had my son and stuff like that. So when I opened up my studios back then, Stained Skin was, we were known for being like, kind of like really good young artists bringing new, you know, neo-traditional and all these different styles but we were also rowdy as shit. So we were going out, <laughs> and, you know, promoting and going to the shows and stuff like that. So those of days of, of my first shop were just super exciting. You know, I was young, so I was wild. And we just, it was just fun. I had really good, powerful crews of tattoo artists like Gunner, Phil Holt, Cat Deerwester. There was like a lot of, a lot of artists that, that came through there. Uh, a lot of my apprentices and stuff. So, um, as the years go on, you know, I've had multiple, uh, you know, generations of artists work for me as well. Um, so now, now we're here and I'm, I'm 49, you know, now encroaching on uh, 50 and then I've done hell city for the last 20 years too. So, uh, like we were speaking of just a little bit before having hell city, you know, the, the studios introduced me when I was young to tattooing, but hell city has given me, you know, the, the advantage to see the different generations growing up through the, the convention circuit. So some of these kids that were coming to Hell City when they were like six or eight years old, nowadays they're there getting tattooed and they're all, you know, they're covered in tattoos and they're in there getting tattooed. And they're like, yeah, it's one of the first time I've been exposed to tattooing was at Hell City. So that feels good to see like multiple generations come up through the conventions over the last 20 years and to see that Hell City, 
and everybody that was a part of Hell City impacted on these people so much that tattooing became part of their lives as well, you know. So it's been an amazing ride. Um, you know, not so young now. I still feel young. Um, <laughs> it's all about I, I on the inside, though. Yeah. And I try to get up every day and push, you know, like I'm uh, 22 still. <laughs> That's what it takes. Yeah. So what would you, you know, going through all of it, all the different stuff you've been through, what would you say is, you know, the biggest challenge that you've went through the times where you've really just kind of wanted to quit and stop and, you know, how'd you get through it? Well, I don't know. I think taking time for yourself and having something on the side to do to, to either have, just have time for yourself. I think that's something, one of the hurdles is learning as a tattoo or how to balance your time, you know, for your clients, for your work, for your family, for yourself, which is really important. You know, some of the, the hurdles are just kind of, yeah, like understanding that and how to balance everything. Um, right. Tattooing takes a lot of your time. And I always say tattooing is like being like a, um, like a student. You're constantly a student. You go home to do your homework, do your research, get your drawings done, and you're ready for class the next day. So that's when you're actually like tattooing and stuff like that. So um, the hurdles with business are different than hurdles with like personal art, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, of course. So the hurdles with personal art and being a you know personal tattooers find a time for yourself learning how to balance the stress because uh, it's stressful when you're doing something on somebody permanently it's such an unforgiving art form that there's a different level of stress and commitment and you know expectation of yourself as an artist because you're putting it on somebody you know a lot of people are going to see that so hurdles with business you know those are innumerable and anybody that <laughs> runs a shop can attest to that you know yeah. But me, I've tried to balance, you know, like uh, high level tattoo studios, excuse me, um, you know, high level tattoo conventions like Hell City. And then I also do True Tattoo Supply. And I started True Tattoo Supply by, by like inventing products and coming out with, you know, something new. And that was kind of hard to understand and to educate myself about like steel milling, uh, plastic injection molding, you know, right. kind of like the manufacturing language and all that. So, um, yeah, everything's got a different different challenge to it uh but even without all that business stuff it's always find time for yourself and that's where i teach some of the seminars called longevity of the artist i'm teaching that quite a bit actually this year oh, okay um, different yeah. conventions and stuff um, but that teaches you you know teaches you how to take care of yourself and it's it's kind of no-brainer stuff but it's stuff that we get so wrapped up in you know like tattooing and not making time for ourselves that you forget the, the, the simple things like take time to eat Right. You know, yeah. I still struggle with that too. It's like, yeah, you know, there's just so much going on. It's hard to mm -hmm. find you don't want time to disconnect for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's some of the stuff nowadays that I'm kind of a big advocate about is, is finding time for yourself or taking care of yourself while you're tattooing, um, coming from spine issues that I've had from tattooing and not taking care of myself or repetitive twisting and things. Yeah. So, but also in my seminars, I talk about the stress, you know, and how to balance the stress and, and things like that too. You know, it's a, it's a do as I say, not as I've done <laughs> Yeah, of course. seminar, you know, so. Um, what was one of your fondest memories throughout, you know, your entire time of doing it? Um, my fondest memories? Yeah. Of tattooing? Oh God, there's, there's too many. There, there's innumerable, innumerable, uh, moments, but I would say just the, um, the tattoo family, you know, part of it, right. You know, some of us, um, don't have the best family life. So we find that our tattoo family becomes closer to us, you know, um, 
so I would say that's that's some of the best things for me is just the community behind tattooing and the friends and the other artists and things like that over the years. Um, traveling, I've enjoyed where tattooing's taken me. You know, it's, I've traveled the world tattooing, you know, and, and putting on other shows in other countries and stuff like that too. So those, to me, those are the most memorable things I'd say with tattooing. All right. Um, so tell us a bit about, you know, the first time you were running Hell City, like, what what was going through your mind when you were trying to get everything set up and what what did it take to get that to happen well yeah hell city originally came from when i, I was hitting a lot of shows myself so i was hitting a lot of tattoo conventions but back then there's a lot of things i was seeing wrong with tattoo conventions too for tattooing being such a like like an artistic and visual kind of like um you know thing for all of us that a lot of the conventions were lacking in the artist focus and the, the focus on fine art and just visually making it nice. So when I, when I had the idea for Hell City, it was kind of more like that. Like let's focus on the artists, me being an artist and tattooing for so long, even before I did the conventions, you know? Um, and then we focused a lot on like, you know, the education, like seminars, uh, a lot of really good uh, entertainment that was kind of like circus related that kind of went with tattooing over the years. And then trying to find like the, the high caliber artists and stuff too you know um it's different generations like a lot of people that were doing health city back then there's all there's like two generations and people that were doing health city back then kind of don't even do as many shows you know so that's where i like those generations i've seen come up because it keeps me up to to par too you right. know everything um so yeah that that's what the, the traveling is another really good part of it awesome yeah um about like some kind of financial um struggles that you'd have to endure you know like what how'd you get through that jesus man you know it's <laughs> funny it's, it's funny you say that because some of those years when i had my first tattoo studios man it looked like you know from the outside everything was good but we'd have like an extra two to four thousand dollars to pay bills with right like, tight like that you know nowadays you know things are very very comfortable but um the financial strategies are, yeah, learning how to not spend your money, you know, how to, how to manage it and stuff like that. Um, so that, that's a huge part of, of it. Like doing the tattoo products has been a whole different hurdle though. When I yeah. first, this is no shit. When I first did true tubes, I didn't know, like I said, I had a bad manufacturer at first because I, I wasn't educated on any of it. And I emptied my retirement at that time. And it was like oh, really? 50 something thousand, you know, and I put all my retirement. I was like, all right, got to do this. So I put all my money into the first, you know, run of true tubes and I got, dude, shit was chopped all like all the steel milling was at wrong angles and the side walls of the tubes. One was thin, one was thick and it pushed your like mag shader over. And it was just, it was almost embarrassing at that point because I, I had a big name in tattooing. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to release my, here comes my first product. And it was just <laughs> like, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, some of them, you know, you could use them, but like a lot of the milling, I had to go through and handpick and look at every tube and the rebox. That was a huge learning lesson for me because I, I had success with tattooing and it was fluent and everything. You know, I didn't run into those issues. Right. And then getting into products and manufacturing and things like that, it was a whole different, whole different ball game, you know, and a whole different expense and all that stuff. So um, after I got that first shipment, I was like, hold on, let's educate, you know, and that's a big thing with like anything in tattooing. I should have educated myself before I even made that move. Um, so that was, that was an expensive, you know, 50 something thousand dollar learning lesson when I was first getting into products, I shifted, I went and studied, I shifted manufacturers completely, 
Um, and things have been smooth sailing, you know, since then, um, with the tattoo conventions, you know, um, the first few years I was dumping so much money into them that I barely even profited anything from hell city for four or five years, which is weird. You know, I'd profit, but I would invest and kind of put back into the audio video equipment that we had right. for it, screens and stuff like that. Uh, because the, the hotels will rip you off, man. They'll, they'll charge you like 200, $300 for, a projector and then you got to hand it back when That's i could buy one for 300 use it for you know so so many years yeah. so learning how to i guess turn the convention into like you know like a lucrative business without coming away with a couple thousand after a show type of thing um that was an art within itself too um but that became you know really successful and stuff like that too so it's been weird not doing it since the pandemic um because we were a month out of our show right when the pandemic hit so oh right yeah yeah hell city ohio was done that's why we didn't have like a lot of booths available i think we got like three booths available right now because everybody just kept their booth payment and carried over so we're, we're kind of picking back up where we left off right before everything shut down right um you know with the convention and stuff like that so every business has its own learning hurdles you know depending on the nature one thing I've learned doing business for so many years is, is sit on it, talk about it. Don't make a hasty decision, like emptying your retirement account for product, <laughs> um, you know, and, and just educating yourself, just like with tattooing, like you should be tattooing until you're educated. And that's something right. we're seeing a lot more nowadays with tattoo artists is they're coming into tattooing more educated than ever, you know, with Absolutely. seminars and things like that. And we've had a lot of them at Hell City over the years, but I'm saying just in general, even with the reinventing the app, uh, reinventing uh, the tattoo app and stuff like that, it's, it's all tattoo education. It wasn't around as much like when I was tattooing. The education was, is go hang over some shoulders, go to conventions, do guest spots, things that I had to do back then. But nowadays, you know, tattooing's changed a lot. Digital technologies allow people to take a lot more seminars, you know, just online, apps. So the, the education level nowadays has also brought the, the art level, I think, of tattooing to a whole different level, you know, because people aren't guessing how it works. They're just focusing on the art and, you know, the technology is different nowadays as well. You know, as much as it's the same, there's a lot more advancements in you know, right, tattoo equipment. Uh, rotaries have made a huge, you know, impact and cartridge needles and, you know, grip covers, things like that. So, um yeah, man, it's it's a different different era, but um, like I said, I've I've had the honor to see you know, be at the bottom of the hill and, and see it tattooing rise. Yeah, that education is definitely one of the more exciting parts for me. Um, you know, coming up in it because it's like, yeah. especially you know when I was younger, the you know the impression that I heard of tattoos, it's like, oh yeah, you know, you're a prison person, you're a bad person because you have tattoos and all that shit. But now it's you know the, the it's starting yeah. to change it. It's been a lot better recently. And, you yeah. know, just the amount of education that you can get before you even start to make sure that you have that background and know what you're doing. It's, you know, it's nice to see that there's a bit of a barrier there. Yeah. And I think that the, the public's just more, whether they've attended a, a convention or not, or they've read a magazine, I think just the public's more educated on tattooing from television shows, from right, their, yeah. you know, athletes on the field being covered in tattoos or their NBA stars covered in tattoos. So all these people that everybody looks up to sports, you know, like they're all covered in tattoos. The, te the television shows to me have brought a whole new 
appreciation to it because it's brought people into the studios to see that we're not a bunch of convict bikers that are going to, you know, do some crazy. No, it's, it's young, you know, artists that are in there creating pieces of art that are connecting with their clients. They don't, nobody even thought about like, you know, like what is the story behind the client until the television shows. So it made people realize there's a lot more to tattoos and why people wear them than just, you know, what meets the eye or you know, judgmental eye or anything like that. So I like that. I like, I like the uh, education of the public as well. The, the appreciation that tattooing has now. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what kind of, what kind of advice do you have about business for people starting up? Cause you know, you've got plenty of businesses yourself. So what's mm-hmm. some of the, the key things to watch out for? Um, well, definitely like, if you're manufacturing, look out for manufacturers and make sure you're, you know, go deal with a reputable company that's not just going to replace your project with the next one on their mill, you know, and just mess up your order. Um, pretty much just, yeah, like be, uh, be smart with your money, manage your money correctly. What I used to do every night is I take my money and just put it, take it straight to the bank. I leave $20 in my pocket act like I didn't make anything, you know, right. um, another thing too, with, with businesses, you have to connect with other business people as well. You know, you can't just be your own person. You got to get into the community or the industry behind, you know, uh, behind tattooing. I think that's a big part too, because just the industry and the people behind it have a lot to offer artistically, educationally, you know, business wise, all that stuff. So, uh, people getting into it, just, just be wise. Don't, don't, blow put all your don't put all your eggs in one basket either that's another thing too so um just be safe with everything you know how you run it how you run your business how you treat people that's a a huge part of of not not just my success but people that i know their success too is you know being being uh being not an open book but being you know in communication with people and keeping friendships within the industry and and how you just treat people because you don't know who's who in the industry you know, or yeah. you're going to see at a convention that knows so-and-so. So it's like that sense of community really cherish it, you know, and, and treat everybody with respect, no matter who they are, what they, how good of a tattooer they are. There's so many, I always say this, you know, sometimes within the industry is there, it's weird that there's so many like-minded, you know, artists that are out to do the same thing. We're all like-minded that there shouldn't be any headbutting or drama or anything like that. You know, we're all here to make tattooing better. We're here to educate the next generation you know, and, and, and pass the torch, you know, and trust me at 49 now getting a little bit older, like I'm understanding that passing the torch because I'm now the oldest guy in my shop. <laughs> yeah. The youngest guy in all the shop or the youngest dude in all the shops, you know? So that'd be my advice. Yeah. Cause you know, it always used to be a lot of just um, keeping your secrets from everyone. I know this, so you shouldn't know that, but we mm-hmm. should all be sharing our knowledge so that way we can all improve as artists, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and look where we can all take tattooing and look where it's come just since everybody shares more, you know, knowledge and there's, you know, discussion panels and, you know, things that we've done over the years. I mean, over the last 20 years between Guy, Gabe and everybody and just all the panels and the conventions, it's educated, inspired so many people. So that's, that's the way to do it, you know, because at the end of the day, when our, you know, we're dead and gone. You know, I just want to look back, even with conventions and all that. My main thing is to look back and be like, I did it right. I lent, lent to it, helped it, and it's on to its next phase, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, tell us more about Sailor Morris and your time over there. How was that? And, you know, what did you do for that? 
Uh, yeah, Sailor Moses was he was a Moses, wild sorry. dude. Yeah, that's right, man. Uh, Sailor Moses was like a legendary tattooer. Um, he was just a wild man. He had a, a Californian style, what he called kind of like a surfer, kind of traditional surfer style of tattooing. But the main thing, what stood out to me with Moses, like I'm like I'm talking about too, like his sense of knowing everybody within. He was a super nice guy, real personable with people. So he knew a lot of people when I, when I was getting into tattooing um that were you know major players in the game but it, it, he's kind of like the first guy that i saw like a sense of community because i started hitting a lot of conventions with you know sailor moses and he was introducing me to a lot of new people that's where i first met like jack rudy brian ever you know all these guys that i you know got to know yeah. later on um so yeah sailor moses met him first in sturgis south dakota and me and my buddy dean DeKine, i moved out of ohio this is when i was moving to um, Palm Springs, California with Dean. So Dean's like, Hey man, move to, you want to move out to Cali? I'm like, all right. So Tim was selling his shop. And so that was my first like tattoo adventure outside of the studio. Excuse me. Um, so we tattooed in South Dakota for sailor Moses and, um, I ended up getting arrested actually. <laughs> so we, uh, we were traveling across the country and we were, you know, we had a little bit of weed. I had a little Derringer on me protected all my stuff so mm -hmm. we got arrested and moses came and got us out of jail it was just like all right get to work kids and we just tattooed for him and he ended up kind of turning into like kind of like a father figure for us you know um because he's one of the older tattooers um so anyways i moved out to california even after that he's he went from sturgis back down the mississippi later on i was looking to get out of california and he offered me a job down in biloxi mississippi and it was a real busy street shop, but it was also military tattooing. So it was like, it was just hustle bustle, man. And you were right. tattooing soldiers. Sometimes you wouldn't get paid till they got paid. They had to come back and pay you. But there with Moses, I also le learned that sense of community, but I also learned a lot about like kind of like the equipment of tattooing and like how do needles truly work? How do pigments really work? You know, um, Cause I made them all these needles one time. I solder all these needles, super tight liners. Right. And, yeah. uh, they didn't even put a fucking line in cause they wouldn't even hold, hold any pigment in them, you know? <laughs> so after he got pretty pissed at me cause he, there's like a hundred needles. But after that, he took me and sat me down and, and really talked to me about why you want a little new looseness in your liners to carry pigment in and kind of like some of the micro things that you don't know about tattooing. Um, so yeah, looking back on him. And then after that, I went and opened up in, in Columbus, Ohio, straight from his studio, but he really refined me. Um, he taught me how to tattoo, you know, more fluently and quickly understanding the equipment. So it was almost like it was meant to be like, I thought I knew all everything, you know, and I'm out fucking tattooing thinking I know all this shit. And then to get under his wing and realize like, I didn't know shit, you know, I was just right, doing motions yeah. without understanding everything. So then that's what kind of put me on that to, to me, it put me on the next level of understanding. And that's when I went back to my hometown. I was like, I'm going to open up a studio, you know, that was 1994. And there were only six tattoo studios, I think in Columbus at that point. And now there's like 108 or something like that. There's, there's just a lot of shops. It's blown up, man. But it's been nice to see it blow up too, just to see all the studios and the, the growth of tattooing. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely, you know, understanding your machines is definitely a huge part of it, too, because, you know, if you don't know what it is that you're doing, how are you going to properly yeah. put out the tattoos? You know, you got to make sure that every little part of it from the machine to the needles to tubes, you got to make sure you know how it works. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a different area. I know a lot of people use rotaries and cartridge needles there, so there's not as much 
um, technicality there as right. well as with like a coil machine and keeping it tuned in your springs. And that was part of what I liked about, and I still got drawers of coils. I still work coil. So I still mm-hmm. line with coils. I kind of shade nowadays more with a rotary, you know, but I'm also the guy that like, that's what we're doing. Let's, let's try rotary, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but no, I think knowing that, and, and that should be something that should be taught with every apprenticeship too, is you should know what a coil machine is, know how to tune it just for the history of tattooing. Even if you're not going to use it, you know, you might find right, like just that to understand how it works. That way, you know, what it is and where yeah. how it kind of starts so we're not forgetting like that art the art of like tattoo machines essentially right. you know but yeah nowadays things are a lot more with the cartridge needles and the, the rotary machines and the pens it's just a lot more simplified you know yeah so back in my day i never thought fucking rotaries would take off <laughs> you know that was yeah. like the but right you know, yeah now they're wireless too i love them yeah so it's like <laughs> Tattooing has changed so much. Yeah, and I work with the batteries. I work with the pens. So I, I try to embrace everything, man. I don't want to look back and be like, eh, I'm not one of those who's like, fuck that shit. Yeah, you, know, you got to like, keep try the that. times a little bit. Let me see what your kids are doing. Yeah, like that type of thing. So, yeah, no, it's it, it's good to watch all that, see the, the technology grow. Absolutely. Yeah. And then do you want to talk more about your importance of fitness? Because I know that that's pretty big for you as well. Yeah, I mean, as I'm getting older got more aches and pains um yeah the main thing with tattooing is, is like we there's as an artist and everybody can attest is watching um as an artist we we spend so much time focusing on everybody else getting their drawings done making sure the tattoo's going good you know that a lot of times that can catch up with you and it's it's not until you st- be like oh whoa why's my back hurting and then you start kind of paying attention but my thing with, with fitness, like I say, it's, it's not just a physical thing. It's, it's more of a, like a mental thing as well for the artist, you know, to, to have that time for yourself. Or when you get done tattooing, before you go home to do your drawing, stop at the gym, you know, or go train somewhere or something like that. So I think it's, I think it's important. Um, you know, if people haven't taken my, my seminar, if you get a chance to take my seminar, it's about an hour long, but it also gives you a chance to talk about your specific like injuries or what's bothering you and, Hopefully I can help. I'm not, I'm not Dr. Derb or anything like that. Um, but anybody listening, like if you don't have an extracurricular activity and all you do is this tattoo, shove a burger in your face and then go home and do your drawings, like find something you like, whether it's taking a walk just to clear your mind. I personally, nowadays I like to, I, I lift weights to stay, you know, strong and stuff as I get older, but I like jujitsu. Um, and I've been doing jujitsu for almost eight years now. Um, but that, to me, that gets out what I need. It keeps me flexible. It keeps my cardio. And I've noticed a lot of tattooers uh, getting into jujitsu as well. So I think that or yoga, like my buddy Joseph does a lot of yoga. Joseph Hayes does tons of yoga. And, you know, that's that's the stuff that you need to keep your career going for a long time. So, you know, if you're getting into tattooing, I know how fucking awesome it is. You don't want to disconnect, but you have to take time during the day to stretch and eat properly and things like that. I know it's like, like daddy Derby or telling you what to do, but <laughs> yeah, hey, uh, I've already been feeling it. You know, I used to do rock climbing yeah. before the pandemic started and I felt great all the time. And then, you know, things hit, I'm not exercising as much. And now I'm in physical therapy because I got back issues. Yeah. So, Is it you know, from tattooing? Uh, not from tattooing, but you know, sitting in a chair incorrectly for not 20 being... some years, that'll do it. Yeah. And that's, that's what I came upon too. And that's kind of why I started teaching. I was like, for years, I was like, why, the fuck? why does my back just kill? Right. You know, and I thought it was just people were like, yeah, it's probably just arthritis, you know, from sitting. No, it was a, it was a thoracic herniation. 
Oh, yeah, no yeah. good. Yeah, there's a thoracic herniation with a bulging disc below it, which I've literally been kind of in therapy for like three years of doing traction with it to pull the herniation back in. Mm-hmm. But the way I look at it is like, this is a normal person's spine. This is a tattooer's spine. <laughs> and then when you twist to one side to dip for your pigment, it creates a weak point in your spine, you know? And that's kind of what happened to me is I had the, you know, the, the hunch... And then I was twisting and I wasn't really paying attention to my body. Right. You know, and it just kept hurting. And it, it hurt for my dumb ass probably for a couple of years, <laughs> you know, before I really got a, a, you know, an MRI on my spine to find out like, shit, dude, like you've tattooed yourself into a herniation. So that's kind of where I was just like, I got pretty emotional because I thought it was, you know, it was affecting my tattoo career. That's kind of why I had to back off tattooing a lot is because. Yeah. Well, my- I mean, that kind of stuff can end your career too. Yeah, not careful. It, it, it damn near did. I still tattoo, but I don't tattoo like I used to because if I tattoo for like 10 hour sessions like I used to do, I'll be hurting the rest of the night. I don't sleep properly. So in those aspects, that's where I tell people like pay attention now before it's too late. Do as I say, not as I've done type, you know, same type right. of thing where it's like and that's where I feel like at my age. And I also feel like anybody listening that, that has apprentices also I feel like that should be a part of the modern day apprenticeships too. Like when I was, you know, going through all that stuff, nobody was like, watch your back, you know, make sure you're stretching. Yeah. They were just worried about hazing you then. Yeah. You know, (laughs) but nowadays I I think it should be a part of, you know, of apprenticeships, you know, to, to kind of let that, let them wear, like, it looks nice and easy sitting in a chair and all cozy tattooing, but like what's really going on internally is, is something you should know about. Right. Yeah. Cause you never know until you finally take a look or it's too late and it snaps. Yeah, exactly. Or you just got like major, like you're, then you're in therapy, Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's kind of, I, I do preach about that because of shit I've gone through the pain that's kind of put me in and the way it's changed my career. I've been lucky because, you know, I have other businesses within tattooing, but if tattooing back then would have been my like, only thing and it put, you know, take half your income away really by not being able to tattoo as much. Yeah, absolutely. So just, you know, make time for yourself, stay healthy, stretch, eat right, drink water, all that good shit, you know. And that's my my whole seminar is just reminding you of that, but kind of like setting in a, in a different way, you know. So and yeah. start jujitsu. I always preach that. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on the list then. Yeah, right. Yeah. Try it, man. You'll love it. Or you'll come out like me. I've had two knee surgeries from it. And, broken wrist so maybe don't listen to me on that <laughs> <laughs> i'll look in from the side yeah exactly uh how about some promotion and advertising you know what what what's the importance of that and kind of preach to that a bit because i do um, i see you always advertising all sorts of stuff all the time yeah man I, I stay you know try to stay busy within within uh the industry but the things i got going on you know i'm just nowadays i'm focusing on true tattoo supply um i got a new brand new product i'll show you guys it you're not gonna know what it is because i'm gonna show you the whole thing but this is gonna be a new product that you've never seen in tattooing i know it looks like a cartridge needle but it's not um, so yeah just i'm gonna continue to you know invent products uh, focus on true tattoo supply we're bringing back the hell city tattoo festival finally this year uh in ohio and phoenix arizona uh, so that's in may and then august so we're working on that right now pretty hardcore um, and then just really focusing on my studio that I'm going to be doing a live tour during the reinventing live. I'm going to be walking you guys through the whole studio, every booth, um, kind of showing you the whole facility and stuff like that. So that's been my main focus is, you know, I've been tattooing a little bit more 
since Hell City hasn't been going on, so I've been able to start some really nice projects. Um, I got 12 tattoo artists that work at, at Red Tree here. Um, I focus on just keep making sure everybody's healthy and happy and taken care of. Um, yeah, and then pretty much just I'm getting ready to start hitting other conventions as well. So I have like Detroit, uh, Ink the Bay in Tampa. Uh, what else I got coming up after that? Hell Cities. Um, there's a few other shows that got coming up. I think of them. Uh, but if you guys are there and you want to take my seminar, I'm going to be teaching uh, two, two different seminars, actually. So the first one is longevity, longevity of the artist. And the second one is just ask Derb kind of what's going on here, that if you're a convention promoter and you're sitting in the audience, you want to ask me anything about Health City or how I do it, I'm going to be there to answer your questions. How did I do tattoo products? How do I do manufacturing? It's going to be like a full ask Derb kind of just open format discussion. So if you guys are around any of the shows, um, yeah, definitely swing on in. Sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. And then kind of to wrap things up, you know, what's what's the most important thing that you want to say to the next generation of people watching in and what they should be looking out for? Yeah, just stay focused on the art. That's the main thing. There's a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors. You know, the social media is good, things like that. Don't compare yourself to social media. Um, you know, definitely stay on and stuff like that. But yeah, just really just keep the integrity for the art form, you know, stay positive with stuff. Don't waste time on drama or arguing with people online. Um, attend conventions, take seminars at the conventions, go up and say hi to your favorite, your, your favorite tattooer that you're afraid to talk to, you know, <laughs> um, and really just kind of seize the moment, man, because we're lucky to be a part of tattooing. I feel fortunate to even have found tattooing. To, to be honest with you, you know, I could have went on to be a carpenter or working at Lowe's or who knows what. So I feel crazy fortunate to have been a part of tattooing, to still be a part of tattooing, to have done so many big things within it. So I think everybody needs to, to realize, just appreciate being a tattooer, you know, and, and love every aspect of it, you know, um, and always give back. That's the main thing, too, is, is give back to tattooing, because like I said earlier, it gives us all so much. So, you know, wake up and give back to it every day. Absolutely. All right. Well, hey, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, you know, shout out some stuff. Where can we find you? What you got going on? Tell us everything. Hey, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was a good, uh, good time talking to you guys. Hope everybody got something out of it. Um, if you want to see more about me, you can go to derbmorrison.com. Um, if you want to see Red Tree Tattoo Gallery and all the artists and stuff, you can go to redtreetattoo.com or you go to redtree.com tattoo on uh, instagram Derb morrison on instagram as well uh the hell city tattoo fest is just hellcity.com uh you can find us on instagram and facebook and all that stuff as well uh and then true tattoo supply you can go to truetubes.com that's what it originally started was true tubes it's, it's blossomed into true uh, true tattoo supply so yeah go to truetubes.com or true tattoo supply.com uh yeah that's about it that's pretty much what i got going on Awesome. And then, of course, we got Reinventing Live coming up at the end of the month. Uh, it started next month. Yeah. So that's coming up quick. We're I know, a right? Weeks. Yeah. Yeah, a couple of weeks and that's going down. I know. It feels like every day is another week. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for everyone for joining in again and much appreciated to you, Derb. And yeah. Definitely. Thank you. Awesome.